Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. And Dennis is Dennis Alnon. He's one of the uh, engineers on our help desk. Comes in and helps you, uh, me out. On Saturdays, with uh, your computer comments, questions, and concerns, we're very happy to have him with us, and happy to have you guys with us on this lovely Saturday morning here in Connecticut. Feel free to get online, no matter where you are on the planet. One eight hundred nine six six WTIC five two two WTIC are the numbers, and uh, we'll do our best to help you out with those computer comments, questions, and concerns. So, Dennis, you got some news you're concerned about. Are you right? I I am concerned. Yeah. This deals with Apple Macs, yeah. which are supposed to be free of malware. Yeah, that's they, what I told they you. Can't, you can't get malware on them, right? No, no viruses on them. I, I've, I've owned one for a while, and I've had people tell me, oh, you don't need to have antivirus on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't need to worry. It's going to be fine. Right. Well. Another example. Huh? Uh-huh. What's going the on? The folks, according to Ziff Davis, the folks over at Sentinel Labs yeah. have announced that they found 150 new samples of an adware campaign that has been out since 2019. Wow. Affecting Macs worldwide. Okay. Um, and it appe- they, they refer to it as a campaign because the people developing it are just constantly changing it. Right. And the reason for that is they have to stay one step ahead of Apple's own gateways. Right. Which includes notarization. Right. So the Apple's going to say, okay, you're going to, you have an app you want to put on our, our ecosphere. We're going to certify it or notif- notarize it that it's a safe app so that our users are happy and comfortable right right and even if you can download as a user you can download the installer mm-hmm. if you try to run it on the computer and it's not it, notar- and it's not notarized it will not execute right not normally there to save you from malicious stuff which is really nice yeah it is except nice. except for the fact that there's a lot of really good stuff out there that doesn't get notarized because the developers don't have the th- few the thousand money. dollars yeah. to pay and they coach you in how to sideload the app. Right, right, which well, is another big issue. At any rate, this is a this is a clever campaign that actually gets around that. They are able to temporarily notarize. Their Apple apps. pulls the notarization, but mm-hmm. then by that time they're on to the next version of the app. Yep. And it's just going and going and going and going. Cat and mouse the whole time. Yeah. And 
that what really makes it amusing to me is that Apple has actually made it difficult for their own users, mm-hmm. their own legitimate users, the people who spend mucho bucks to right. get their products, right. to run the software that they want to run on their computers right. and make it difficult or sometimes impossible. Right. And then you have this just getting around all of that. Unabated. Apparently without too much trouble. Uh so just the moral of the story is be careful. Um, there's a, you just can't assume everything is going to be working perfectly on your system, no matter what platform you have. You should be a very skeptical computer user these days of, of any type. Yes, yeah, skepticism is in order. Yeah. So here's some news make you feel old. Uh, this is kind of this is from uh, the register out there in the UK. Beige against the machine. IBM Ooh. PC turns 40. Um, the 5150. 40 years ago, since the IBM Model 5150 was unleashed upon the world, creating a tsunami of beige that washed over offices everywhere. Uh, so, yes, back in the 70s. <laughs> Yikes, 5150s out there. Uh, and uh, actually now the microcomputer was out there in the 70s. In the 80s, this comes with the uh, 5150. Right. Uh, the base price for the 5150 back that, in that time, 40 years ago, Dennis, was how much do you think? Three thousand five hundred hours. Wow, you're pretty good. The base unit was fifteen hundred. The uh, fully loaded one was in that three thousand dollar price range. Now three thousand dollars back in the eighties, that was a lot of money. Oh, it was a stinking lot of money. I think my my parents bought their house for like thirty grand. <laughs> so that's a lot of money when you're looking at a computer. Three thousand dollars, and you were using uh, CGA. Remember CGA? I do. For your graphics. <laughs> the sixteen color. No, eight colors. Eight whole colors. Woo. Uh, you had 64K of, of RAM, and you could upgrade that to 256K of RAM. Mm. The 8088 chugged along at how many megahertz? Uh, I think it was like four kilohertz. Megahertz. Four, four megahertz. megahertz. Four yep. megahertz, okay. Four megahertz. And, of course, everything was on floppy disks. And in the old days of floppies, you know, as a geek, listening to that floppy read and write, uh-huh. it was like, I don't know, music to our ears. Right. right? That's how you, we you lived. You knew something was working. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh, something's happening over there. And then you're waiting and you're waiting. Uh, disc read error. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Check it. So, you know, the, uh, the IBM PC turns 40. Now, the funny thing about this, I bring, I bring it up because even when we started this show uh, 25 years ago, we were told it was the end of the desktop PC. 25 years ago. Because laptops and notebooks were already coming out that's like, right it's the i remember end. that it's the end of the pc as we know it well it's still going strong and even stronger these days all it means is we have all sorts of devices in now i mean the, the experts really don't know anything uh so no. they can't really predict anything um but the ibm pc it was a great thing it is a great thing it was a great thing still is yeah so turns 40 in other news we got to bring this up uh, did you guys hear about the uh, fake money that got uh, pilfered? Six hundred million real dollars worth of fake money was taken out of a crypto uh, currency exchange in China uh, this past week. The largest crypto heist in crypto history. Hmm. And uh, of course, the folks who ran this exchange—it was you know everyone was saying, "Oh, this is an exit strategy." They, a lot of these places do that, right? They say, "Oh, I lost our passwords for all the crypto we had, and we're, we're shutting down." And then, of course, anybody who had a wallet there is like out of luck, right? Um, and I would say, well, "You deserve it." But um, <laughs> <laughs> you're cr- yeah, <laughs> fake money is killing us here. So the the bad guys, you know, stole all this money, and it was 
the uh, I think it was called Poly. Yeah, Poly. Uh, what was it? Da, 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 da. I got the wrong uh, blockchain biz. Where was it? Yeah, Poly Networks. Poly Networks. And so the bad guys sent it all out, and then we're working on. Um, then they started returning it a couple days later. And the poly returning Net- it. Yeah. The poly networks guys are like, oh, we're getting some of it back. It's like somebody said, oops, it was too easy to take it out. And then they're like, they're like oh, geez, what do I got here? It is the Chinese, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so they uh, started putting the money back. And uh, a lot of it's back. And the poly network folks say, it, it seems that you are more of a white hat than a black hat hacker in this case. And if, if you put it all back, we'll give you 500K. Now they had 600 million. But they'll, if you put it all back, we'll give you 500K. But the point is, this blockchain stuff, I mean, talk about heists. I, I wouldn't put a nickel in these, in these types of things of well, real money. I, yeah, I mean, it seems precarious and dangerous. Right. So oh, we'll put a link up here to the story. You can read it. The largest heist, but they got lucky. <laughs> Conscientious crypto hackers. And they're going to try to, supposedly, they're going to ask them where the vulnerabilities were. So that they don't get exploited again. And I thought that blockchain was supposed to be impervious to that. Well, yeah, and it's supposed to be able to. You're supposed because, to know where everything's going, but you really don't know where anything's going. Because the same unit of data is moving around the world, right. collecting all of this verified data, money right. or fake money transactions, yeah. and that's supposed to prevent this kind of thing. Right. Well, thanks to ransomware, we know it doesn't because mm. the bad guys just do their thing and. Send the money to the fake money to all these crazy accounts. They literally take your ransom, and before you've it's just right after you've deposited it, it's split three times, then split three times again, then split three times again, and it flies across the blockchain where you can't find who the guys were that stole or ransomed your system. So I don't know. They got lucky. They seem to get lucky with this in this in this case. Wow. And in one other quick note, uh, Accenture. It's a big company out there. Oh, huge. On uh, I think Wednesday, they got hit with ransomware, and the bad guys want fifty million dollars of fake cryptocurrency to turn into real dollars, uh, and they threaten if they don't, if Accenture doesn't pay up, to take the exfiltrated data they took, exfiltrated off their servers, and post it on the dark web. And mm-hmm. just to make sure you know we're serious, they posted some marketing things and and said, hey, you know, we got some stuff out here. And Accenture's kind of saying, well, it looks like they only got. You know, non-important material, marketing yeah. materials. Yeah, marketing eh. materials. You know, spreadsheets, presentations. Um, nothing of any consequence. Now, if I'm the bad guy, why would I release the stuff that you'd be embarrassed about? I want to get paid. So, of course, right. the bad guys are going to release this stuff. Now, again, they they may only have that access, and that's that's good. Lucky for Accenture, and Accenture survived the ransomware attack because they had a backup. That's right. A good backup. They were able to go ahead and restore it. Tell the bad guys to pound sand. Well, that's the good news of a ransomware attack like this. Right. The bad news is before the encryption occurred, or perhaps while it occurred, the bad guys were collecting all of that data and saving it. And now what are they going to do? Right. And this release of the marketing materials, yeah. that might have been just proof of life. That's all it is, right? Accenture's you know, actually- We've got something. Yeah. And they're saying, Accenture's saying, well, look, they only got that. We're not worried. But what else? <laughs> That's got? the thing. Oh wow! We might find out. Now I'm I'm hoping for Accenture says they, they, that they don't have any anything that's uh, sensitive. Mm-hmm. Um, there's ways to prevent this stuff, guys. Uh, it's difficult thanks to the fact that you know cryptocurrencies are not regulated and they seem to still be something that our our officials don't understand how to deal with. 
until that occurs, you really need to uh, lock down your systems. Two-factor authentication are important. You know, password security is important. Uh, you know, enhanced virus technology, security awareness training is important. Oh, big. Um, MDR technology is important. So there's a lot of layers you need to start adding to your systems uh, to protect you from these types of scams. And it's, you know, if you think you're just some little small, you know, mom and pop shop, you know, hey, the bad guys aren't after me. You're right. They're not. But they just send an email to everybody. Right. And that's the idea of phishing. They're just throwing a line in. And if you happen to bite by clicking on something, well, they're going to try to take 10000 bucks from you, too. Right. So. And- the irony here is that, remember, the Kaseya attack. Right. Accenture is the kind of company that consults with and assists companies like Kaseya in building their products and carrying them out around the world. And that's a great point. So if, so if they they're can a get bigger hit, fish. Yeah, if they can get hit, they probably had a lot of the securities in place. They did uh-huh. have a good backup in place. I'm just pointing, you know, anybody can get hit. Okay. So be prepared. I wanna, we're going to step out for a quick break, get back to more of your calls. Uh, 1-800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. We have two lines open for you, 809. I just gave you the numbers. Uh, feel free to get online. Everything we talked about will be posted live by Mike G over at computertalkwithtab.com. We'll be right back. And we are back. That's the Yukon Marching Man getting ready. It's you know, band band's gonna be spinning up pretty soon. Hopefully get back to normal. And of course the marching band really is the only real, only thing to watch there when you're at the football game. That's all we would do. Um and uh, so we're excited that Yukon is gonna be firing it up again. That sports betting thing, you know, helping you bet better I just heard about. Yeah. I mean, could they have helped me with that my my uh full house hitting hitting up against four of a kind? I wonder if they could have helped me with a bet on that. <laughs> Hey, Eric, you probably shouldn't bet on that. This guy's got four of a kind to you, right? Um, I wonder if I could subscribe. All right, I digress. Let's get to your calls. We're going to be here until 11 o'clock. This is Computer Talk. We're going to go to Sherry first. See if I can get this right. It's the first time. Sherry, are you there? I am. Thank you for taking the call. Oh, our pleasure. Thank you for calling. Okay. Um, I have WebRoot on my um, machine. Nice. Oh, and I do like it. I ran... This is the problem. I ran the system analyzer, and the yeah. hardware looks fine, and the threats look fine. Under software, two things flagged. One is says an active process has a possible handle leak, and the other is a large number of temporary files have been found in the IE. So I went under temporary files, and I cleared everything. It still comes up. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't understand even what a handle leak is. And my next thing is... Yeah, how does a handle leak? It would be more like a vessel leak, right? I don't even know what that is. And how, how do I plug it? So my problem with WebRoot is they, they alert you to these issues. They don't tell you what they are or how to resolve them. Well, they don't know either. <laughs> uh, that's kind of why they're just reporting them. They're just saying, hey, we got these things that we're, we're not sure of, but you might want to deal with it. Yeah, okay. it's not fair, though, right? Yeah. It's not fair. Uh, but it is that is the case, right? So WebRoot doesn't know. It just... It's giving you some alerts. You should be. You shouldn't worry too much about them. Neither one of those things would bother me at all. Yeah. Okay. No. But it's it's neat that you're running the. Uh, yeah, the I like hearing that. And cleaning I, cleaning your temp is a good idea. Your cache and stuff like that will speed things up. Right, and even though I clean the cache, it still comes up that Windows IE only it says has. Right. Well, Windows and, Windows IE is 
not a good browser. Have you tried using a different one? I, yeah. have, I don't use IE. Oh, oh. <laughs> I use uh, Firefox. Okay. That's oh, better. good, 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 good. I was, I was going to say, I hope you're not using it too much. No, I listen to your program. I'm, <laughs> okay. I'm, 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 I'm on the case here. All right. Okay. Yeah, you definitely are, Sherry, and you're doing a great job. So. Yeah. So, but even though I'm not using IE, it has temporary files there. I don't know. But... It's just because it's part of the the browser there's, itself. There is temporary files that have been established, right? And they're probably always going to be there. Okay. And for whatever reason, Webroot is looking at a threshold of number of files, right? And you you just happen to be over that just all the time. And okay. I wouldn't worry about that. As far as the file handle leaks, I would not worry about that either. Okay, those happen very often in buggy or just poorly programmed applications mm-hmm. and there are tons of those out there okay. yeah and it it probably won't impact you at all okay it so really probably won't yeah okay and there's no so i'm that's it for those mm-hmm. A- active when it says active process that's the thing that got my attention <laughs> yeah, I still wouldn't worry about that. Okay. There may what one of these buggy or deficient programs that I'm talking about may be a background service okay. that you have running, and it it is going to be active, mm-hmm. and it's going to count that and way according generic. to the web root. A lot of it's generic. Okay. Yeah. All right, so nothing else to be concerned about. Those two things, I'd be happy. Yeah. I'm, I'm very happy, and, and I'll, I'll keep on listening to you guys so I can keep up to date. All right, very good, Sherry. Thank you. Thank yep. you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So that's important, you know. Uh, sometimes yeah. the tools can scare you, though. But you know. Right. And they're giving you a little bit of computer science in there. And I, I don't know if I would be putting that into a consumer product without some more information. I, I agree. I agree. I don't know why they're going that far. Let's go to Chuck and Durham next. What's happening, Chuck? Hey, guys. Good morning. Good morning. So uh, you piqued my concern uh, with security cameras the other day, Yeah. last mm-hmm. week. And I've been looking at the real link product line. Yeah, check it out. Pretty good, huh? Right. And what blows my mind is they have such a wide array of products. Yeah, they do. So uh, anyhow, I was saying I don't want to be bothered with this powering thing. I like the idea of a good, clear signal. Yep. So I was looking at the power over Ethernet, the POEs. Yep. And I said, ah, that's great. And then I went and looked at a router. Right. And I have an E. E E G O router or E R G O router. It's a mesh router. It, it only has one Ethernet plug in it. That's okay. You can fix. You can. You're in, in in almost every case. Your router will not be the device that's powering your cams. Right. It'll be another power over Ethernet switch that you add. It's right. the and nav and. Huh? Say that again, Chuck. Uh, there was another device they were. I was talking about, um, an, I think it was NAV, maybe I had the name wrong. Correct. That, that, you can purchase a device from them that they'll uh, allow you to record all the camera activity so that if something occurs, um, you can go back and, and view it. But you can. there's a lot of ways to do this. You wanna, we're running up against a break, Chuck. Do you want to continue so we can, uh, and you hold sure. so we can yeah, continue with you? This right. is my $500 here. <laughs> all right, Chuck. We're going to put Chuck back on hold and we'll continue with him after we go through the, uh, the news. Um, everything we talked about so far posted by Mike G get online one line opening for you 1-800-966-WTIC 522-WTIC we are also over on the Facebooks and if Zuckerberg deems our show worthy and the only way he will do this is if you like it and share it and you're not in Australia so like it and share it that way other folks know about the the, pod, the Facebook uh, pages out there also uh, we do podcasts so if you miss a show 
You can always get all the podcasts for all the station shows over at WTIC.com. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk. I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. And we're on the phone with Mr. Chuck in Durham. Let me get Chuck back. Correct. All right, sir. So You had me with a cliffhanger here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The last thing you said to me is there are other ways to power it with the Ethernet cable. Correct. Mm-hmm. Your router will almost never have PoE. At least I've never seen a PoE router. They could exist. Um, but you need to buy a switch. That's going to be capable of pushing out that power, and they're fairly inexpensive. Seventy bucks, let's say, for a good five-port TP-Link PoE switch. I would tell you get a gigabit speed. They believe it or not, still have ten one hundred, but um, get a get a gigabit PoE switch. Uh, you know, four, five, six ports. However many ports you need, based on how many cameras you're going to put up. A PoE switch. Yes, sir. Power- and what does the backside of that PoE switch plug into? Wow, that's modest. I mean, no, um, you, it plugs into the uh, router. Now your one port on your router is going to now connect to the switch, and now all of a sudden you've got more ports, right? That's that's what a switch does. It expands so the ports. My router right now is plugged into my PC. Okay, okay. we're going to unplug your PC, plug your PC in, plug the router oh, into the oh, switch, PC and into the switch. Yeah. Yes, yeah. you got it. Okay, you got it. And so all it's right. a lot. It's a lot cheaper than buying that um, recording device. From Reolink. Now, you need if you do really do want to be able to look at what's on your security cams, um, to go back in time a little bit. You can buy a little SD card. It's a micro SD card. Yeah, I saw that. Yep. Get, I would tell you to get it. Yep. Um, and get one for each of the cameras, and then you can put the micro SD card in the camera. And then when you do have an alert, it literally will record what happens for X number of seconds however you've configured it and it'll alert your phone hey you've got a a person in your driveway you've got a car in your driveway it'll alert you and then you can go actually look at it and see what it recorded and it'll hold that recording for a period of time depending on how many recordings occur and how much overwriting occurs but you don't have any cloud to connect to you don't have to do any of that no monthly costs um yeah i liked all of that yeah me too so it's a poe switch yeah but i didn't see that on your website no, you wouldn't. They don't sell that. <laughs> they want to sell the uh, they want to sell the DVR. So they want to, they want to sell that box. Which again, if you want m- months and months and months of, I do not. Yeah, but if you did, um, I'm the kid who's stealing my truck. Exactly. My yeah, that's yeah. what you want, and uh, you want to get the license plate of the stolen car he's using to come to your house to steal your car. <laughs> okay. And one more quick question. Yeah. So a lot of their devices have a floodlight in it. They can, yes. They... Right, a lot of them do. I already have in my driveway right. a floodlight. Right. So if I buy one of their devices that doesn't have a floodlight, and my floodlight comes on, activates like it normally does when there's anybody in my driveway, yeah. will that make their camera function like it's daylight? So, right. It's going to go into daylight and on dark mode. The dark mode is more of a black and white to give you more contrast of the figures that are happening. And, and then when the light comes on, it should automatically click out of that mode and give you a good color image, depending on how bright that light is and how it detects that light. Okay. So I'm, I'm thinking of mounting these two devices like six feet apart. The Oh, uh, 
again, I the light and the the light is in the center of my garage. Right. And this is going to be on the corner of my house, like six feet away from it. It might work. It's hard to tell, right? It just depends on how bright the floodlight is lighting up the area that the camera is now looking at. Right. And even if it comes in black and white, you're still going to get a very good picture because you can choose a good 4K resolution on these things. It's insane. But you got to choose it. You got to go into the, when you go into the app. You'll, yeah, it's you very wanna, easy. You select the area. Yeah. You select the area. You can block out areas that you don't want it to trigger on, which is kind of neat. You can kind of geofence the area, um, and this is probably true for all these security cameras out there. The one thing you need to also get, Chuck, is a mount. Um, either buy it from them, which they're all they were never in, they were never available, or you can go and get lucky. And there's a lot of universal mounts out there. Now, in my case, I'll be honest. You guys probably know I'm not very handy. Um, I'm really not. <laughs> I would, don't have me put anything up on your wall. It'll fall down. Um, these universal mounts have tons of holes that are designed for all sorts of cameras So and for all sorts of ways you'd mount it. So whatever universal mount you pick, and I'm not going to tell you what the one I use because in one camera it was pretty good. The other camera I got one screw in there, so I had to use some packing tape. Uh, that's what a guy like me uses. Uh, <laughs> It's not going to fall off, but I didn't have enough screws, right? That's more than one screw, but not enough. There's not enough screws. Uh, so take a look at whatever cameras you buy, because some of them is uh, some of those cameras are undermount, and some of them are more of a, uh, uh, a wall mount. Wall mount, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so that's what I was thinking of buying is a wall mount. Yeah, screwing it through my siding. Yep. With the, it seemed like it had a plate on it. It does, but the problem is the camera doesn't come as clean as you'd hope it would. It's going to come with three things hanging out the back of it, a way to reset it, another power connection, and then, of course, the, the, the Ethernet connection. And so you got to put all that cabling in something, and that's where you want that junction box. You put it in the junction box. Yes, you could, you could stuff it back through your wall, but then I thought to myself, self, I mean, you're not very handy. Do you want to do it that way? It just doesn't look really clean. <laughs> so I opted for the more professional approach with a with a box. Um, but if you can stuff it back through your wall comfortably, um, and then just you know cock it up, that works too. Okay. Mm. All right. So I do need the mounting box. I I would continue to do, and you can always return it if you don't use it. <laughs> and and they sell them. They do sell them, but they're all on back order from last time I checked. But I think you can always go to Home Depot and folk places like that. You can also go on. I would tell you to do some research on the Internet to find universal, highly rated universal waterproof or watertight um, mounting boxes. Okay. That way you get more than one screw. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you stuck the all the wires into the box. Yes. And then mm -hmm. the box, you drill a hole through the wall. and yeah, You got it. And the box has got a nice little way to seal the one I yeah. picked. Um, so it's really, it looks good. All right. Well, this, so I need a POE switch and a mounting block, and yep. then i got to decide which camera to buy. Right. And don't forget the little SD cards. And, of course, the SD card. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And you record your stuff just on the SD card. Correct. It does it automatically, and it'll right. overwrite. And if you have a incident where you want the police... You download it right then and there. Oh, you download it. You don't pull the SD card out. It'd be a pain in the hiney. You could, um, but you can just download it right to your app, and then you can share it um, with whoever you need to share it with rather fast. So, it, yeah. it, And then eventually it'll be overwritten, but you've downloaded the material you needed. 
downloaded and the download is really coming just from the camera itself to your phone. So it's not going anywhere for third party, I don't think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> know, who knows? <laughs> I think it's a Chinese manufactured camera, so maybe they're watching. Yeah, my, I, I, they're I watching your drive. Call them, and like their their hours of operation are um, twelve hours away. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that I'm not sure if they're Chinese. I just said that they could well, not. I, I'm not sure either, but but it's good quality stuff. I mean, the camera is beautiful. All right. Okay. All right. Good luck, Chuck. Let us know how it goes. You've answered my question with the POE switch. I never uh-huh. knew there was such a thing. Uh-huh. All right. Thank you. You got it, sir. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Actually, it's kind of funny with the POE switch. So we do phone systems at Tab for our clients. And um, it's so funny. The the phone guys that are out there these days, they'll go to their their prospect and they'll they'll sell them a a voice over IP system and have the the prospect sign on the dotted line, oh, you've bought a phone system. And then as they're walking out the door, the phone guy's going to say, hey, call your IT guys. Now you need a special switch to make it work. So that's why we sell the phone systems ourselves because we're just yeah. tired of phone guys doing that to our clients. And we're like, okay, we'll just do the whole thing. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot cleaner when the same people are m- maintaining both. Yeah, lots and involved. building them out. Lots involved in, in switches. As far as, and again, quality of service, you have, you have VLANing that goes on and how you're going to configure the, the data traffic and the voice traffic. You know, the phone guy is just like, oh, go call your IT guys. Thank you for buying my phone system. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, come on, man. Um, Let's go to Ray in Burlington next. What's cooking out there, Ray? Hey, thanks for taking my call. Sure. I have a uh, Lenovo Yoga Pro 2. It's about five years old. And about a year ago, both speakers start, stopped working. Mm. So I tried just a number of fixes. I forgot what they were. And, but I uh, wanted to tell you that the Bluetooth still works. Okay. Oh, uh, right. I can plug in an external headphones. They work also. Nice. And I was recently went online, and I see I can buy some replacement speakers for the that for maybe about ten to fifteen dollars. And there's a website that with photos describes how to open up and replace the speakers. And the way it happened before I ask you whether this may uh, fix or not is I was on my treadmill, and the treadmill has a cord to plug into so you can access speakers for the treadmill. Mm-hmm. And when I plugged in the um, cord to the uh, computer, I heard a little bit of static. And I unplugged the cord, and the speakers on the laptop didn't work. So mm. that was what caused it, I believe. Yeah, so, could be. But before I go by and try the repair, I wanted to ask you whether you think replacement speakers would work. Because I'm, I think, I'm thinking one of two things happened. Maybe I shorted the speakers out, mm-hmm. or did I do some kind of connection, damage some kind of connection on the soundboard that makes the speaker replacement not worthwhile doing? What's your thought on that? <sighs> I wouldn't think that you damaged the soundboard on the computer. I would think that you damaged the transformers that are in the speakers. Yeah. Um, wow. And it's probably the speakers themselves that need to be replaced. Okay. Um, if it were up to me, I probably would not dismantle the laptop at five years old. To do that. To do that. Unless you want to learn Now, something. if you... Right. If, and let's put it this way. You have to realize that taking apart a laptop endangers yep. it. Just the moment that you take a cover off, okay. you run the risk, no matter how small, of damaging the whole thing and turn it into a brick. All right? Oh, really? I have to mm-hmm. yes. Oh yeah. Yes. Okay. Which is going to lead me to the next thing. If you do decide to do this, yeah. Back up your data first because yeah. you may end up getting yourself a new laptop. Uh, All right? Okay. 
Now, like I said, it's five years old. Maybe you're in the market for a new one, and you figure, hey, this will be a little adventure. I'll try it out. I'll see if it works. Yeah. Right. And if it doesn't, all right, well, I got to do something else. Right. But yep. if it were up to me, what I would do is I would just get an extra external USB speaker right. and just stick that into the computer and use that. Now, oh. it means you're going to have to carry around a little extra device in your got laptop, it. so it's not that convenient. But it's just a cleaner way to operate. Okay, so you're saying, yeah, buy an external USB small little speaker that plugs into one of the USB ports. Yep, and yep. Use that. Okay, exactly. And okay, some now. of them, some of them will be USB complete. It'll have both the audio and the power will go through the USB. Oh. Others will have a USB just for the power, and then. They may have a, an audio cable that plugs into the headphone port on the laptop. I wouldn't, I'm not going to tell you which one is better or worse. Yeah. Uh, they both can be just fine, but just when you take it out of the box, read the directions and make sure which kind you've got and connect it right. Okay, so I think, I think what you're saying is you can get the one where the USB both has the audio and the power yes. versus some that have the power in the USB and then you got to hook up the a cord to go into the, the audio. Right. Yep. Audio. Yeah. Hey, one other question. Uh, wait, we can't. I'm going to yell that by Joe. Can I, I can put you on hold if you want to hold over the break. Yeah, yeah, quick question. Well, yeah, I'll do that, sure. Uh, uh, <laughs> we're going to put you on hold, right? And we're going to get right back. This is Computer Talk. All right, we are back. This is Computer Talk. We're going to get right back to Ray. You still there, Ray? Yeah, I'm still here. What yeah, was your second question? This will be a quick question, quick answer. Yeah. And um, it, uh, the adventure continues. I was considering <laughs> if I just did decide to try and replace the speakers mm-hmm. while I'm in there, should I think about replacing the battery, which is bad also, which is worn out. Man, you, you get nothing to do, huh, right? <laughs> yeah, I, it's a Saturday morning, it's raining, you know, got to just sit here and, you know, watch the rain, so I might as well think about fixing my computer. <laughs> yeah, so you can do it. Uh, again, I, I don't even want to tackle that stuff, because you, you really need that fine motor stuff, and you got to get into those tiny yeah. little little tools, and you gotta, you got to YouTube the heck out of it, so you figure out where all the wires go, and then you got to find a battery, usually from a third party now. They're, they're that, not going to get it from Lenovo. That's yeah. the that's the I, problem with laptop batteries. Uh, yeah. Laptop, I would say after three years, the battery is going to start to degrade. So after five, yes, it's a candidate to replace it. The problem is, can you get a brand new version of the same battery that was in there? And in my experience, that is very hard to get. Yeah. You can you can probably get one from Lenovo itself. Maybe. Maybe. But you're going to pay yeah. probably 80, 90 bucks, maybe more. And now I found, and I, I did the, the Lenovo Yoga Pro 2 battery replacement yeah. and found a spot I don't have in front of me, but it was about $70 to purchase it. Okay. Which, which um, and of course, it's brand new, but I think I had heard in a, a few months ago that, yeah, even it's new, it may be new, it was a few years ago, so maybe. Uh, correct. Happened. That's the problem. It Was it like a, an overrun from when they were built five years ago right. that they've yeah. got in their warehouse and it's been sitting and degrading for five years? Right. Yeah. Or yeah. is it actually brand new out of the factory a month ago? Yeah. You don't know. You simply no. do not know. Nope. And 
I would say doing the work of replacing the battery and spending that money on it is not worth it if you're just replacing one five-year-old battery with another. Yeah, on a five-year-old system. Right. 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 Hey, well, thanks very much for your your, um, your thoughts and yeah. your concerns about going in there and trying to do something and the uh, other solution. So uh, I appreciate, All right. appreciate your help today. You're welcome, Ray. Good luck. Thanks. Have a good day. Bye-bye. All right. <clears throat> that was Ray. So the other thing about batteries that you got to be careful with is, especially with these lithium batteries, you don't know, you don't know if they've been manufactured by oh. a reputable company, right? So now right. you've got a five, you know, your five-year-old laptop, you put this... Who knows made battery in your laptop and does it does it catch fire? Does it does it cause an issue? Does all these batteries. Swell? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All, these, all these batteries in our homes are something we should be concerned about. Mm-hmm. So be careful where you're getting the battery. Uh let's go to Dan in East Windsor next. Hey Dan. Hey, how you guys doing? Good. Got a quick comment. No, I guess my question. Um Earlier at the beginning of the show, you guys were talking about the two-factor authentication, and I just wanted to add something to that. Yeah. Um, one an extra step to do would be to get a hold of your cell phone carrier and make sure that they put on your account for in-person SIM swap only so that somebody can't oh. uh, call up your carrier and pretend to be you. I say, hey, uh, my SIM card's got a problem. Um, got to uh, swap it out with this one. Give a SIM number over the phone. They say, okay. They change your service over that to that SIM, and right. now the, uh, the uh, malicious person gets you your text for a two-factor authentication. Right. It's called yeah. SIM jacking. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that and then now my question is, I have an HP laptop. It's an EliteBook 8570P. It's running Windows 10. And um, can't seem to find any solution to make the uh, HP 3D uh, drive guard, the accelerometer, work. Um, Windows says that the, uh, the driver is not compatible. Yes. That, yet it's the driver that's on the HP website for that machine for Windows 10, and yet it still does not work. Uh, I had a uh, HP laptop maybe five, six years ago that had that very issue. Hmm. Nothing did. you can do? Actually, there is. There is a special um, driver that you can get for it. Um, I'm going to have to look for the article that mm-hmm. I think will help. But then again, this is four or five-year-old yeah. information. How old is so laptop? I don't know if I can find it, but I can try. Okay, because I've, I've looked online. Um, as I've seen a whole bunch of different uh, websites where, like HP forums and stuff, where somebody here, download this driver. Well, that doesn't work. Download this software. No, nope, that doesn't work. Download this software. That doesn't work. Yeah. Been there, done yeah, that. find one. Yeah. yeah, and you got to be careful again where you're getting the drivers, right? You know, that's the other thing. The, Make the sure you get the place that I got mine from was from HP. <laughs> that's the it only was, place you should yeah. get them from. Yeah, well, well, yeah, it is. But I'm, I'm saying they they have they post links to HP's website you know, yep. for and here um, um, with a particular soft pack that you can download, but none of them work. They just got the same exact same thing where right. uh, Windows says that there's a compatibility issue. So basically, what I gone and done it. I've just uninstalled the thing and just not read about it. But um, I would really like to find a working driver just in case I do happen to drop the laptop at some point. I don't blame you, but there is really little harm in not having it. But I'm going to see if I can find that for you, okay? And if I can right. turn up the link, I'll post it. Or awesome. Mike yep. G will post yeah, it for right. me. We'll, and we'll put a <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll put some info out there for uh, sim jacking too, because you you're right about cautioning people. All right. Thanks, Ed. Appreciate it. You got it, Dan. All right. right, Bye-bye.
Thanks. So we'll do our best to help him out, put a link up there for you, and we're going to do our best to help you out. We're here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. We have three lines open for you, 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC and STAR-WTIC. Those are the numbers. Also, Tab Computer Systems is hiring. We've been trying to hire people for years, and you're not there. You're just not out there. We don't know where you are. If you're an IT person looking for a challenging career, you you, you literally can't do better. Thank you, Dennis. Literally. Literally. So reach out. We're looking for you. We need, we've got so many positions open if you're a tech tech person. So feel free to uh, reach out to, to, to go over to tabcomputersystems.com, go to our career page, and there's a bunch of openings, and we're looking for you. We'll be right back. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.